You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So today's episode is closing out the month of April, and we couldn't let April go by without talking about oral cancer, because this month is Oral Cancer Awareness Month. And so I brought along my oral cancer expert, my go-to, if I ever have an oral cancer question, who do I call? Well, I call Susan Cotton. So Susan Cotton, thanks for coming on today. Hey, Amanda, it's great to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for reminding me that April is Oral Cancer Awareness Month and we needed to get a podcast in. You saved my (laughs) heart. Absolutely. So Susan, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became an oral cancer expert. I know we've had you on the podcast last year in April. Aren't we good? Um, But go ahead. And I'm sure we have new (laughs) listeners, right? Because we're growing all the time. So tell us all about how you became an expert in oral cancer. You are growing, Amanda. It's amazing. I love listening to your podcasts. Oh, thank you. You know, I became, I don't know if expert is the word, but... I know, it's um, the hardest word to say, right? It's so hard to say that you're an expert Um, about anything. But it's my area of expertise. It's what I focus on. But I came to this through my own clinical shortcomings. You know, I became, I was in an office for a long time and I got comfortable with my patients. I knew all of my patients. And then, you know, back in, gosh, around 2008, 2009, they started adding technology into our rooms. And just more and more was happening that we had to do. And how was I going to get all of this done in an hour? So sometimes I would cut the oral cancer screening short. I always did it, but I didn't always do it. Thoroughly, you know, I was, um, I knew my patients. And so I'm like, oh, they're not, they're not a smoker. They're not at risk. And we hadn't heard about HPV yet. So, um, but then it was when we had a new patient come into our office and she had been diagnosed previously with HPV, oropharyngeal cancer and HPV cervical cancer. And that's when I learned about HPV. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why, why haven't I heard about this? And then I started investigating and learning. And I'm like, okay, I have to go back to what I was doing right out of dental hygiene school. That thorough head and neck oral cancer screening. And it's just taken me on a journey to, um, to learn and grow and then to help others because I talked to so many hygienists and dentists who say, you know, I don't really feel confident about this procedure. And now, especially with oral pharyngeal screening involved, that's a different level that we need to address because that's where it's a whole new thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn that in school. So I I don't know how to look beyond the tonsils. I stopped at the uvula. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny that you, that you talk about just doing the oral cancer screening, I think it's, I can liken it to sometimes, you know, you ever drive to work and all of a sudden you're at work and you're like, how did I get here? 
Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. like you just zoned out, you know, you got there, you were safe, you stopped at the stoplights and, you know, you turned on your turn signal, you did the right things, but did you really pay attention? And so I think sometimes mm-hmm. I personally can do that in oral cancer screening, stick out your tongue, I'm going to wrap some gauze around it, I'm going to look, look, like, I know I looked, but was I, was I awake and aware when I was looking or was I just looking? Does that right. make sense? Oh, absolutely. Looking with intention. That's it. Looking with intention, just like, you know, other things. Are we being intentional when we're doing it? And to really be focused in on looking for abnormalities or anything that might appear different. Because it's a big deal. And I, but I want to tell you, I'm super excited. So last year when you and I had a podcast, right, you talked about how oftentimes the office team hasn't had an oral cancer screening because we jump in our, the chair like especially the hygienist, we jump in really fast when the other hygienist has a cancellation, we have a cancellation. And <laughs> maybe the ultrasonic gets run through my mouth really fast, but I didn't get a perio chart and I certainly did not get an oral cancer screening. So right. I, I promised you last April I was going to do it. And of course we had COVID, so it took a long time, but I did make an actual hygiene appointment for myself. And I had a full hour and a half, like new patient exam, oral cancer screening, periodontal screening. I had it all in my own mouth. Oh, so, Awesome. I did that because of you, Susan Cotton. <laughs> Good for you, Amanda. Thank you. So Good everybody you. should do that. Put yourself in your office's appointment book and have a full screening because you deserve that screening as much as our patients deserve that screening. Exactly. We are at risk just like our patients are. And, you know, our family is at risk. So when we talk about this for our patients, it's for our coworkers and our family too. Everybody's at risk. Absolutely. Because... Oral cancer is on the rise, right? It is. And the reason it's on the rise is from the HPV virus. Very common virus. Approximately 80% of sexually active Americans will have some type of HPV infection in their lifetime. Not always a cancer-causing HPV infection, but some type of HPV infection. All right. We need to get informed. All right. Well, let's launch into the top five. So what are the top five ways to bring excellence and oral cancer to your practice? Excellence, people. We like excellence. We like excellence, don't we, in dentistry. So number one is update your team on current research and information. So basically, just get everybody educated about oral cancer, oral pharyngeal cancer, HPV, and signs and symptoms. And, and what's the best way for us to do that? How, how do we get up to date? There's- have, a, have an in-office CE course. And, you know, the office manager, the front office, dental assistants, everybody needs to be educated because, you know, what if the front office gets the phone call? Oh, you know, my tooth on the upper right, it's hurting. Oh, but, you know, I'm having trouble swallowing. And I have this persistent sore throat. Or if they report some other sign or symptom, and if the front office doesn't know that that's a red flag for possible sign and symptoms of oral cancer, that might not get passed on to the dentist or the hygienist, right, for further investigation. And same with dental assistants. I think dental assistants have a huge role because they bring patients back and they review the medical history. And they're in the mouth doing their work too. So they need to be up to date. Absolutely. And you need to know that when a patient says something like, you know, I've had this sore, it's been here for like three weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, 
hang on, that's a big deal. And they might just mention it casually to the assistant, but not anyone else. And so if it never, and they'll, they'll assume that the assistant knows to whether that's a right. big deal or not. So we all need to be there. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And, you know, it just makes, we know that systems work. And so if the entire team is knowledgeable and up to date and with COVID, you know, we can't just walk back to the operatories now and poke our head in and ask a question, right? Right. So we, you know, when the front office gets questions or the dental assistant, they can answer those questions and they can support the hygienist and the dentist when they've made referrals. Absolutely. Yeah. And help with that follow-up. Like, did you go to that appointment? What happened? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's number two? Calibrate your clinical team on screening. Oh, wait, you mean you mean both hygienists should be doing oral cancer screenings, not just one? <laughs> yes. And the dentist. Oh. <laughs> and, and doing it, doing it the same, not that they, everybody's got to do it in the same order. And it's this, you know, really tight structured thing. Oh, you palpated thyroid first. Um, but just making sure that everybody's evaluating all the same structures. Everybody's palpating the thyroid. Everybody's palpating occipital nodes, checking around the thyroid and assessing tonsil grade and malampati score. Important. You know, I never knew to look at the part until you told me to look at the part. So now, now I look at the part, but, but you make a good point. I don't know that my fellow hygienist looks at people's part in their hair. So yeah, we probably do need to have like a whole office meeting where Mm -hmm. we just give each other oral cancer screenings and that way we can calibrate what we're doing. Right. And bring somebody in that can help your team get updated on those best practices. And so calibration in not just doing the head and neck oral, oropharyngeal cancer evaluation, but calibrated on documentation. Yeah. Calibrated on referrals, have the hygienist and dentist sat down and discussed, you know, what's, what's our protocol for screening and, and dentists, please listen to your hygienist when they alert you to something. Um, you well, know, and you taught me, I can't write W and L anymore. I learned that because of you. We never yeah. looked. Oops. Yeah. We, ne- we never yeah. looked. Ugh. Yeah. And, Oops. and, and negative. How do you know it's negative? So, and what I like to use is no findings today. So, you know, one part of that is when we're evaluating the oropharynx, if a patient has a class four malampati, you're not going to be able sometimes to see that whole oropharynx area. So you need to document that. So, because if you say no, you know, screened or evaluated, and you can't see the whole area, just document. Unable right. to thoroughly screen what? Because of what class four malampati? Perfect. You know, you know, I had um when we were doing the video this week for um making the video for my oral cancer screening, the patient I had, she had a class four malampati. And it was hard to see that entire oral pharynx. Did I do it? Yes. But it Did was, you see her lunch? <laughs> no, <laughs> but but it's a little bit more of a, a of a challenge. So yeah, just get everybody calibrated on everything, so everybody's on the same page, just like every makes sense. just like everything else. Well, what's number three? 
Well, we kind of talked about that already, but it's educate the entire team. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so that we all understand it. Mm -hmm. So front office, dental assistants, hygienists, dentists, we're all educated on HPV. We can, everybody talk about HPV. If we don't talk to our patients about the cause, the etiologies, where else will our patients hear it? And sometimes it's a difficult conversation for some people with HPV. Um, some people, not difficult. But, it's, but I it's, think to me, the thing about HPV, and, and, and I'm sorry, we're jumping into number four. But um, But the thing with HPV is that, you know, we're medical professionals. And I think a lot of times we forget that we're not just the patient's friend or, or, you know, we make this relationship with them. And so we get afraid of sort of putting on that medical professional hat and being able to have that discussion about Mm -hmm. this is a virus. We are not talking about sex. We are not judging anyone. We're not saying anything. We are simply talking about a virus and we're talking about how that impacts the oral cavity and how, you know, and what our job is. And I think when we get comfortable at using those words in an educated way, we really help elevate ourselves as hygienists, as clinicians, mm-hmm. as healthcare professionals, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, basically all we have to say is as you're doing that screening, that's the best time to talk about it and, um, you know, let them know what we know now. I love that phrase. What we know now is, you know, it's not just tobacco and alcohol, but now a very common, and I do say tra- sexually transmitted infection because People need to know how it's transmitted. And there's never been a better time to talk about this than now because of COVID. Yeah. COVID is a virus. The public is so aware of viruses, about transmission, about additional screening and vaccination. That's HPV. It's a virus. There's additional screening. There's a vaccination for it. And the public is so aware of viruses. So it just goes, we can make that correlation using COVID. It's just, in my mind, an optimal time to talk about that. And, you know, the men I've talked to, um, and patients will ask you, when you mention HPV now is the number one cause of um, throat cancer, the, pa- the patient's response can help guide you and what to say. You know, some people won't say anything, some patients, and sometimes their response will be, oh, I've heard about that. And then it just takes the conversation further. And there has not been any patient um, that I've had that has been like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. They've really been thankful. And I will say, especially males, thankful that they know how this is transmitted and it's transmitted through oral sex. Yeah. We, 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 have to, we have to know that. And we are sexual beings. That's how we all got here. <laughs> right? <gasps> and just, yeah. And if we don't make a big deal of it, just talk about it like it's, it's common because it is. And, you know, just be relaxed about it. Absolutely. Again, be a medical professional. That's who we right. are. Yeah. Right. Well, what's number five? Okay. Yeah. So we covered number four. Number five, have an oral cancer office system. Systems work. I love a good SOP. Yep. 
Yeah, they work. And by having an oral cancer office system, you're doing all of the things that aid in early detection and education and really bringing your office up to excellence in this area and making you stand out to your patients and to the public. There's, there's so many things, you know, what's on your website is anything on your website. There's a lot of offices that all they have is oral cancer screening during the cleaning quote cleaning. appointment. Don't, oh, don't tell me. Don't talk I, to I know, right. The quote cleaning appointment. And that's all they have. There are some offices that have great information and some that just don't know, like, what do I say? Um, so that's something I help offices with, you know, and if the office is uncomfortable talking about HPV or oral cancer, that's the best way to start. Get it on your website, get some information out in your newsletters and on your social social media pages. Yeah. Because yeah, again, what better way to elevate that appointment from a cleaning appointment to uh, mm-hmm. you know, an evaluation. You're coming in and and I think the cleaning is sort of the that's just like the cherry on the top of the appointment. That's just what right. happens at the very end after all this other great stuff that's gonna keep you healthy and, and keep you well for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, to me, the oral cancer evaluation is the most exciting thing that we get to do because, you know, we are evaluating and assessing for cancers and not only just cancers, but there are other abnormalities that we can be watching for and, you know, bring them to the patient's attention and refer for further investigation. And it sure makes us look like a smarty pants. I'm just saying. It <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I love it when I love it when you use that term smarty pants. <laughs> we are. We're so darn smart, man. All right. Well, let's review your top five. So the top five ways to bring excellence in oral cancer to your practice. One is be up to date. You gotta know what's going on because this is changing fast. I gotta say that's almost something that, you know, I gosh, we could have a required CE in so many things that we'd all get a hundred CEs a year in, but this one's this one has a lot of changes that we need some CE in. You know, yeah. and one one thing we didn't mention, and yeah. if I can mention that real quickly, is oral cancers. So that's anterior portion of the mouth. Oral cancers have increased slightly in um, in people with no, and there's no known etiology for it. They're not they're not tobacco users, not high alcohol users. It, they're not HPV. Um, they think there may be some genetic factor in it. And the area that they're seeing this most in is in females. All right. Not that, yeah, not that it doesn't happen to males too, but um, females. And just like HPV, it's the non-smoking white males who are most at risk for HPV oral pharyngeal cancer. Fascinating. See, there's so much to learn. So much. There is. We're just going to have to have more CEs on it. All right. So number two is calibrate your team. Number three is educate your team. Number four is get comfortable talking about HPV and oral cancer. Come on. Remember, you're a healthcare professional. Own it. Yeah. And number five is my favorite. Have an SOP. We need an SOP for everything so we can get it done. Yes, Yes. we do. Well, and it reduces liability. So it, it does everything that we should do. It increases early detection and brings education in. 
but there's huge liability in this and it reduces liability. Yeah. Cause nobody wants to be, Oh, nobody wants that phone call. Mm-mm. Well, Susan, if people want to reach out to you, maybe they want to find out more about oral cancer. Maybe they want to bring you in to help their office. How can they reach out to you? You can reach me at oralcancerconsulting at gmail.com, or you can go to my website and um, message me, Oral Cancer Consulting. And, you know, there's, can I mention the upcoming deep dive? Yeah, absolutely. With, with Beyond Oral Health, we're having a four-week session on a deep dive into oral cancer. So if you want to join us there, come along. It'll be great. It'll oh my gosh, great. there's going to be so yeah. much to learn. Yes. Well, everyone, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have an idea uh, to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Well, thanks again for joining us, Susan. Thank you, Amanda. It's always fun. Always make it a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 